0: Welcome everyone to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation Season 4, Episode 13. It's called Devil's Due. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. This one features a very original series-style villain, although... It does have a bit of a next-gen twist on it in that Picard treats it a little differently than Kirk might have done. In that he's very cynical and tries to essentially disprove this being. But they come across this planet who is in great distress because a thousand years ago, the population of this planet made a deal with the devil because things weren't going so hot, and they wanted to sort out all of their, their problems, yeah, their, you know, the, the famine, and the, the, just everything, the, the, the economic crisis that was going on. It's a bit vague as to exactly what the situation was, but the world was in a, just chaos. Yeah. And a thousand years have passed, and they prophesied tremors and other such activities for foretelling the return of Ardra, this, this demonic devil woman who made this pact with them, is returning and obviously the enterprise goes in to try and help with what's going on and this ardra shows up claims picard let's face it she's quite horny for him and from then on they have to try and get this planet out of this contract and the people on the planet are basically all believe this is real picard is not convinced uh, I guess it's a bit trickier as well when she decides that part of the contract states that anything in the planet's orbit also belongs to her. Uh which seems very sketchy as far as legal dealings go. But uh that is the gist of it. How did you feel about Devil's Jew? Uh,
1: mixed. There's things I like, things I don't. Um I think it's it's very aware that it's an original series style episode and is like, hey look, we we know it's kind of being self-aware about like, hey, no, we're you know we're taking this in a different direction, but I don't think it can ultimately
0: actually shed itself of that origin. I appreciate what it's going for in that sense. I I like, I like Picard's skepticism. I like that no matter what, he's always about proving that she's some sort of magician. That this is all just trickery. It, you know, I mean, hell, she disappears into thin air. We do that all the time. We literally have teleporters. It's just, it looks a bit fancier. Let, let's yeah. figure this out. And ultimately, that's what he does. He, he eventually proves what technology she's using to do all these various things and turn on to uh, the Klingon's version of a devil. And then, of course, at one point, she turns into kind of our version of the you know, your, your red pointy ears horns. Which... Whatever. Notably does
1: not look as good as the Klingon. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> no the Klingon one looked all like, more monstrous. The Klingon
1: so. one they have they, got like a whole suit there like you know for this like one gag. And then the, the 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 red devil is is a dude in face paint and what is clearly a, you know, 10 dollar Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, which uh, you could argue that that's kind of the point is that she's evoking the imagery of the the cheap classic earth you know, Satan. You could but I don't think that was quite the intention. <laughs> Very possibly not. No. The, the, uh, the Klingon one had kind of a sort of like manic predator vibe. And by predator I mean predator as in the film Predator. Uh but the mask You've off. You said Predator enough times now. Obviously. Yes. You could yeah. say Predator I uh, no, want. I actually want, quite like the design of that thing. Um so I like that aspect of it. Uh I liked some of the, the the amusement of having Data essentially be picked as the, the, the judge for the, the, the hearing because he's an you know an android, so therefore he'll be impartial and do everything kind of by the book no matter what. And there's a couple of moments where he kind of like tells off Picard or, you know, like doesn't you know go in his favor when he wants to object or anything. And, and there's it's a subtle look occasionally afterwards where he looks kind of sorry about it. And, uh, sheepish is the word uh, I'd use uh and likewise there's you know a moment when picard is kind of finally making his case because up and up until the last part of it like it's constantly like well this planet's stupid legal system means that this is correct and that's correct even though to picard it's all nonsense and he's getting very frustrated because data of course has studied this very quickly as he does and is following it to a T, but once picard starts revealing all of the uh the tech behind everything, and showing that he's taken over. Now he's causing tremors with the click of a finger, which is basically just like shockwaves been fired at the planet or something like that. And it's oh, it's just you know hologram technology for the for the changes. It's just teleportation for the disappearing for a second, uh, or cloaking even because that's because at one point she makes the Enterprise seemingly like disappear, but it's just cloaking. It's just like a Romulan cloaking technique. Pretty much, it. it's still there. Um, so. And when that happens, you can sort of see Data almost smirk a little bit as he's, like, sort of happy that Picard is clearly winning now and she's not even got a chance of, like... Yeah, anymore. I feel
1: um Ardra, which I guess we'll continue calling it because I don't think we learn a proper name uh, at the end. I don't recall anyway.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, obviously th- this is just some con woman who is read up in this planet's, like, mythology and decided to capitalize on it. Uh, she's got, like, a... Because they even mention she's got a crew on her ship, which we never see, but we hear about this crew that presumably, like, help her with various time jobs. and Yeah, whatever it may be. I, I feel like
1: there, there could have been a desire to, kind of, have her come back. Uh, I don't know, maybe she <clears throat> does. She could she have might. almost been the, the, the mud uh,
0: for this show. The way she kind of, like... Because one of the things she adds into the stipulations of the case is that if she wins then she basically gets Picard as her sex slave for all of eternity. And he agrees to this. And at the end, when she loses, she says, hey, you'd have had much more fun if you won. And it's just very flirty. And one of the things I appreciated earlier on is that when she first showed a couple of her skills and they've got everyone, you know, kind of in the meeting room talking about what she might be, I love that they immediately go, could she be from the Q Collective? Because this seems kind of Q-esque. And then... (laughs) You know, someone says, "What if it actually is just Q?" Because he's got a bit of a flirtation with you, Picard, and eventually he kind of rules it out. And obviously, by the end, it's proven to all be fake. So clearly, she's not. But I kind of like that. It's like it's like the writers wrote a lot of the episode and realized, "Wait, she's a little bit Q." Maybe we should have the characters actually sort of notice that and you'll know, use it as like maybe she's a Q, and it's just there to acknowledge that. Yeah, there's some crossover.
1: It, yeah,
0: like it's not out of nowhere. This. <laughs> potential power set yeah so i appreciated yeah. that that's basically everything i liked about the episode though because for the most part especially in the first half when the first half when she kept you know doing her stuff and these people on the planet were scared of her and they, they, they no matter what picard was saying they're like no, no no she she's you know we made this deal with her and we have to adhere to this you know the, the, the people are scared and all the rest of it all of those scenes like so I really appreciated once it started acknowledging and Picard was fighting against it, but ultimately it, it, it became like a mixture of two things. A mixture of, you know, original series style tropes of her being this all-powerful being and the civilization that believe in her. And then when she started beaming on to the ship herself and refusing to leave and like becoming one of the crew members, it was just kind of, oh, this is just Q stuff that we've seen Q do before. And because of that, I found the episode a little bit just kind of tedious, maybe. Not, I mean, not super tedious, but just yeah. This is the what I say. I think I'm
1: mixed. Like, it's not that original, really, with what it's doing. Like, I say, you know, it, it's a little bit self aware. It references Q. It, it knows it's like original series style, but is trying to prove it's not. I think what gets through it is um, the, the Ardra, the actress. I think she's quite charismatic and kind of has a lot of good chemistry mm-hmm. with, with Picard, for example. Um, and I think that carries it through um, a lot more than the script justifies, uh, if, if I'm being perfectly honest.
0: Yeah. It's, I feel that the expectations for this show have risen considerably. And even when it has a weaker episode, I find it making some kind of, you know, great moral point or something. And I, I don't know if I get that from this episode. I mean, obviously during the one one of picard's arguments i mean actually there's one more thing i like because i like this part of the the, the mm. his case is when he starts like sort of asking about okay so your civilization you know just after a thousand years ago just after you made this deal and things became peaceful and you fixed everything he starts asking well so did you know did ardra sit down and sort of like work out of like a an economic solution and the guy's like Well, no, I mean, that was just kind of like, you know, us. Well, did she advise? Did did she advise at least? And he's like, no, no, we just kind of did that on our own. And he basically asks a bunch of questions like that. And it becomes exceedingly clear that there was no godly intervention. They all just kind of fixed things on their own. (laughs) They they, they sorted their shit out. (laughs) They believed and made some kind of pact, and that's what gave them the strength to do it. And maybe that ties into the idea of believing in a, you know, a god or something to give you the motivation and the belief that you can do something, but really it's just you doing it and you're just giving yourself some sort of placebo motivation mm. or effect. And that moment I thought was, you know, well, well done. But I, I don't think it ever kind of becomes like one of like the great Picard speeches. It's not like, I mean, it doesn't help it that one of the best episodes of this show still was a hearing with Picard and Data that was trying to prove whether or not Data was like a sentient yeah. being and had I, rights.
1: I, I do think this hearing section at the end is probably the strongest, you know, single like I don't know, ten minute chunk of the episode by a, yes. quite a margin. Um, but you know, it, it is hard not to think back to that episode as this is going on, and as as you know, reasonably decent as this section is, it does pale in comparison to that.
0: Yeah. It really does because I mean the stakes just aren't there because it's not about okay sure yes Picard are technically on the line but we know Picard's not going to become right
1: and and I do like that point that it brings up about well you know you kind you kind of just did it all yourselves and I wish the episode had kind of got into that a little bit more and rather than trying to just convince the law that oh no this this was you know the the contract's not binding for whatever you know she's a she's a fraud I would have liked to see him maybe try and convince the people a little bit or at least
0: the leaders that hey no you guys did this i mean that's the idea that feels like what and most episodes of this show at this point would focus on it feels like that's the point that the episode should be about it's about them realizing they didn't need this this pact with the devil It, it is just them they just came out of this on their own uh admittedly it's one of these weird things where and again maybe this is just because of like where we are in history right now that their their knowledge and understanding of like everyone on the planet knows of this pact from a thousand years ago feels a little bit far fetched just because like how much do we know or does the common person know about what things were like a thousand years ago?
1: No. I, I don't really. know. I think this is kind of the it seems like the equivalent of like having knowledge of the Bible. Or like yeah, you know, the, the the basics.
0: Well, I'm talking a bit more well okay maybe he because he's a leader he knows more about it but it was more so much when Picard was asking all these questions about how they got out of it he was very specific about knowing that no no, nothing else was involved and i
1: I get where you're coming from i think this is a this is an example where trek stretches monoculture essentially and it's treating monoculture Mm. as the planet and it's stretching time to go with the same geographical stretching in that it's kind of like the equivalent of us looking at I don't know, post-war examples of culture shifts that, sure, you know, okay. that, uh, you know a, a lot of people wouldn't know about. And it's, it kind of feels like that's like the equivalent here to me.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it, Technology is different on this planet. Like In a thousand years' time, assuming we're all still here, <laughs> I mean, not literally us, but, the human race. <laughs> if we're still, yeah, we'll here. be lucky to make it through 100 years yeah. at this rate. Uh, but if, if we're all still here, yes. Obviously, I expect the record-keeping of this period will be better than anything before it, because we have the internet, because everyone's recording shit constantly, because movies and TV are being made. At the very least, that ensures that people have a better idea of what life was like in you know, the early 21st century versus the early, say, 18th century. And that's, like, uh, that's, like, and, that's only a few hundred years ago. That's not a thousand and, years and, ago. I think... Okay two
1: two big I can't believe I'm defending this episode so much here. two big points one we do know quite a bit about the early 18th century It doesn't take much knowledge to find out, especially with the the resource uh, you know that you know we just look at the internet. no, but not to the
0: same extent no that people are be able because really, people are going to be able to see this sure era.
1: no no sure when,
0: when, when I when I, look, when I see like a movie set in that time period, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you've done your research and I'm sure this is as close as you could possibly make it, but none of us have actually seen what it looked like. So, there's a little bit sure. of guesswork. A little bit. Right, sure, okay. It's kind of and like the in Jurassic o- Park, where we're like, okay, we think dinosaurs look like this, and it's, it looks realistic, but real, but really, we don't know and for then, sure. And then there was
1: like a 15-year period where we're like, actually, shit, I think they all had feathers, and then it's like back to... No, no never mind. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it keeps changing. <laughs> the, yeah. the point I'm
0: making <laughs> is that... Be, be up, right. up, in a thousand years, someone will find the archives of YouTube, and they'll be able to say, hey, this is what two idiots on the internet look like sitting... Talking about oh, Star oh, Trek. I,
1: I think it's ambitious that you think YouTube servers are still going to exist. <laughs> but look, my other point to defend things that, you know, because this is in the episode directly, is a thousand years ago, they were technologically advanced. I don't know if they were quite at space travel, but they obviously had things in orbit, if you know, like satellites at the very least, if they were talking about, uh, if they were putting that into the contract. Oh, sure. And then part of what happened afterwards is they gave up all their technology and they went back, reverted to, you know, more quote-unquote primitive ways. Um, I think with that being such a huge fundamentally shifting paradigm for their culture, and, you know, to the point where they said when, when Klingons made first contact like 70 years ago, they didn't want anything to do with the technology. So I think it, it almost oh, became yeah. like a uh, like a religion, you know, it became, you know, part of the, the, the core culture was built around this contract you know this deal so i, I guess that's why it survives so long
0: mm, yeah and maybe if the episode focused more on these people may i may have gotten a bit more of these points across in the episode and i wouldn't be making these uh, uh, not complaints so much it's just kind of like musings as i, I was having as i wasn't and, that and, engaged in what the episode was actually focusing on and and fundamentally i don't disagree with
1: you as i say the the bare outlines of all this information that i'm drawing from are in the episode, you know, but and but it's not the best episode and we should have spent more time with the people. That's kind of what I said a few minutes ago. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of defending it just because I can. Not really that I think it deserves it. <laughs> I do. It may be my least favourite episode of the season so far. Oh, that's a bold claim. I'd have to check back at the list.
0: Because but... I, I don't... I, objectively, it may not be the worst one, but I think it may be the one that I've been the least engaged in i i just i found myself kind of like bored and zoning out and kind of having to force myself to pay attention because i'm like no i need to talk about this i need to actually take in what i'm (laughs) watching and not just daydream and you know usually i don't have that problem and i I, you know I, i don't even when we go back to you know like i don't know final mission with like wesley and picard on their own or uh you know, I feel like most of the episodes have had something, and I've been impressed I, with um, details in a lot of them.
1: I think I enjoyed this one more than I did the, the Troy episode a handful ago.
0: Okay, that's fair, but that's low hanging for it. Come on, <laughs> it is. I, honestly,
1: I just looked at the list. and was like, are "There are only there that I could obviously say that that I enjoyed this one more than definitively."
0: And I think that might be the only one. Uh, all right, okay. I, I'll be honest. I forgot that one existed. Okay, maybe that's a second. But still, I. <laughs> you know i just I, I wasn't super into it um yeah. and you know i just wish it was a bit more engaging uh we didn't mention data to start of the episode data's uh playing uh scrooge and the holodeck <laughs> he's he's he acting out christmas carol for some reason yeah yeah i pre- I presume this episode aired <laughs> in the vicinity of christmas and that's why they started I mean, it it's this. about that time of the season right it makes yeah sounds about right i and he cuz it's it talks about uh basically trying to emulate emotions and he he's, he's been studying method acting and his his whole plan is that since he can't use his feelings to inform his performance he's hoping that he can perform to inform the theoretical feelings that he's not having yeah. and Picard points out that the fact that he's even twisted the idea of method acting on its head already proves that he's a little human that he's been that inventive yeah, with it the idea that he wants to bring his own performance rather than just
1: imitate yeah you know another actor which we know we can do it's like you know like he does with the musical styles right um you know that's something that is you know more human than than what he cap- should be capable of and and i think that's kind of where arj kind of underestimates data uh, for the, the back point of this episode where she's like oh he's an android he'll like he'll, he has no feelings he'll be completely fair and let's be honest data definitely gives Picard a little bit more leeway than he, than he does Ardra like don't wrong he rules against him at points uh you know especially early in the the quorum stuff but you know when Ardra's showing her powers in the first half of it um days' like, like all right I think that's enough uh, you know and then when when Picard's doing it you know he's like I think we could let this go a little bit longer yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, but to be fair, there's more of a, a, a point being made that Picard is able to do it in the first place. There is, but he kind of says it with that
1: same kind of, you know, just kind of, I see no problem here. Like, you know, like they're kind of offhanded rather than like sticking by the rules. He's like just quite happy to like almost acknowledge that the rules are being bent a
0: little bit. Uh, and even, of course, when Data does eventually say, okay, that's enough, I think. Picard says, I agree. Ardra, why don't you turn it off? <laughs> and just sort of, let's say, yeah. like, going for another like 30 seconds. And Ardra's like, I, I, I like the Trevors, just fine. <laughs> me, yeah. uh, so, I mean, there's amusing moments. It's not a terrible episode. There's definitely moments and, in there to enjoy, but it's not up to the standard. It doesn't hit the depths that, that you know, the, the moral debates, the ethical debates that these episodes often hit now. So Right. And I think it says a lot that most of the moments that we've talked about liking are in that courtroom section. Oh, for sure. For sure. So there you go. Uh, that is Devil's Jew. I will have a look ahead and see what's coming next time. It's called Clues. So here's the description on IMDb. Effects of passing through a wormhole give the Enterprise crew a sense that they were unconscious for more than th- the 30 seconds that they've been led to believe. Oh, so it's a bit of a mystery that something that there was a time jump that they, you know, they don't feel it. Like with a title had. like Clues, I should hope there's a mystery. I know, but I'm intrigued by this. I'm a, this <laughs> no, This is a, sound kinda of interesting. Uh it's a weird thing to compare it to because it's not a really good movie, but I am getting a Blair Witch Two vibes from the premise. I never saw it. Uh, not that I suspect they're going to find a recording of them, all having an orgy in the like on the bridge during this like, you know, lapse in time, but You never know but we'll see. We'll find out uh, next episode, especially if Q's involved, there might be, might be an orgy. <laughs> yep. But uh, there you go, so that's what's coming in next time. So let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, like and super important and it is the, the free way to support us and you can let us know to keep all the same content coming and Shows what you're enjoying you can support us financially over at patreon.com mailfuzz tv for as little as one dollar per month and it is worth mentioning we make more from that one dollar per month than we would if you watched every single video we put out in a month on youtube uh so keep that in mind uh every dollar counts uh but you get bonuses you get early access to some stuff and you know various tiers so go and have a look and see if you're interested in any of that and again he'll keep all the content coming Uh, Otherwise, catch us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. But that is us, so thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching Star Trek. And somewhere out there, Wesley Crusher is in complete control.